0: What's our B count? We've just done our B count. I'm at one, going on three. Uh, five.
1: Hi, help. Help? No, not help. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 118 of In The Movement Podcast, a Fincherlicious... Uh, in the movie podcast.
0: <laughs> um, I'm Callum Reid, and I want to make an apology because last week I was really drunk. <laughs> I don't know if anybody noticed. Probably I didn't, didn't notice
1: during, I noticed after we stopped recording, we were just saying the same <laughs> thing to me over and over again. So you're going to hear and see it. I was like, yeah, it's Gone Girl, it's like Pinterest, one of the main ones for next week in the minute, of so are you going to see it then?
0: Kathleen Byron, amazing in Black Narcissus.
1: In the conversation for the best supporting actress performance I've ever seen definitely I mean, it might not be but I mean it's in the conversation <laughs> shall we have that conversation really quickly for a minute good. Oh, 60 God. seconds
0: <laughs> um, you've thrown me a bit with that one and Gladys
1: George the Roaring Twenties she's awesome
0: yeah you have mentioned that before absolutely yeah.
1: awesome um, sh- sh- supporting one think think man good 40 seconds
0: 40 seconds yeah
1: come on um,
0: oh, uh, Vanessa Redgrave and Julia.
1: Very good shout. Very good shout. Uh, Amy and Junberg That's my favourite of the last 15 years, probably. Um, yeah. uh, Solveig Damartan in Winter Desire. She's awesome. It's beautiful presence. Um, 60s supporting, 50s supporting. Something Judith sh- Anderson. Yeah, there we go. But Rebecca you got 13 seconds. <laughs> Name something else.
0: I'm trying to think. Um,
1: oh, the, to be... the girls in um, uh, the Cirque uh, Invitational Life. Awesome. Yes, D- yeah. and, we're, and we're done. There's the minute.
0: Okay. <laughs> we
1: should time and... these digressions. It's good.
0: <laughs> it's an overwhelmingly positive start to the podcast. Don't
1: <laughs> it's because I've only had I'm only down my fourth beer. That's why.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fast forward 20 minutes, it's going to get grim.
1: Yeah. Hang on, some books just fell off my shelf. I think she's a ghost. <laughs> We're keeping that in, by the way.
0: <laughs> Carry on now, then. Yeah, yeah,
1: straight away. <laughs> We've just had a 15 minute conversation while we was sending her side of the com- conversation to Cal. Yeah, um,
0: uh, this is, I get an idea of what, where this Interstellar review might be heading <laughs> at the end of the podcast.
1: Film of the Year. Because <laughs> it is for film geeks. Well, not film geeks, not like. People uh,
0: I was yeah, I was gonna yeah, I was gonna talk about this earlier because there's so been the, quite. For so the
1: casual cinema goer, this is the film of the year. Interstellar is set several decades into the future. Uh, we see Matthew McConaughey, who is a former astronaut turned farmer. Uh, he's a farmer because everybody's a farmer now because there's a world shortage on food. Why? Well... Why on earth would we have to uh talk
0: about that? <laughs> It'll certainly do and it won't unlight, enlighten anyone on the film because you watch this film and good luck if you understand about ten percent of it because
1: Yeah. Yeah, very ambitious film. A lot of it was terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah. And this is the this is it's got so much direction that need be there, so many shots that need be there that don't yeah. articulate anything like Hang
1: on, you you were Morse coding that bad boy for how many decades? It's just- ridiculously There's bad f- writing at times,
0: massive amount of smoke and mirrors.
1: The cross-cutting here just flat out does not work.
0: There's a scene where Matthew McConaughey's driving away from his kids in the truck, oh, so with, loud with the
1: dust storm,
0: so so loud and unbearably. Overcooked. Or- it's kind of organ, but it's it's really high and mm. dramatic, and supposed to be momentous. You just, you just like, oh for God's sake, turn it down. I'm gonna give it a C minus,
1: four out of ten. <laughs>
0: And now, um,
1: now we spark spark up the cigarettes.
0: I think we, I think I need one after that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's start with plan- *Dawn of the Planet of the Apes*, which I, I am going to talk about. Please God, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, do, uh, this film. I'm not going to say the title. This film begins with a sort of *12 Monkeys* esque. Uh, pardon the pun. Apes, monkeys, whatever. Top Monkeys-esque uh, stop roundup in. of the spread of simian Flu. So this is the linking uh, device between the last film, which nobody knows how it remembers because nobody cares about the film, and uh, even though it was only like two years ago, and it was just a complete divorce move with dismemory, and the sequel was completely redundant. Yeah. <gasps> anyway, uh, so we've got this linking montage showing how the simian Flu uh, uh, hits and basically wipes out most of the uh, human race. And it le- it leaves us in a twelve monkeys slash terminator two slash um uh what's the Chris mark film La jete um, type a scenario where you got one percent of the population uh left.
0: It's also wiped out James Franco, thank God.
1: Yeah, and Frida Pinto may she rest, <laughs> may she rest in peace and never act again, <laughs> and just stand in front of Moral- a camera and not do anything.
0: Morale too. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> round to <laughs> the life sentence years. <laughs> um. So, so we are introduced to uh, James Franco's favourite, uh, favourite Simeon, uh, who is now in, who's now the king of the monkeys, uh, but not in a, in the least Disney of ways. <laughs> 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 Sorry, oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> you know, apparently, Judy Greer is in the cast list for Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Well, where is um,
2: she? she. I think she. She's the female ape. Yes, she Caesar's, Caesar's wife.
1: Is that what it's come to for that poor woman? <laughs> that
0: is quite harsh,
1: isn't it? Well, oh, she's. I mean, I mean, God. I mean, she's got. Well, you she's didn't gone have from. A, she's to gone.
0: Or
1: her? Well, no, she's gone from the role in the Descendants to the role of uh, Clooney's wife in the Descendants, but not actually her doing it. Just covered in fur as an ape. <sighs> At least, her role in *The Descendants* was Beatty. She had something to do. At least she was on screen.
0: Anyway, that's the aim. <laughs> it's the dream. So, I'm going to start with the earliest that I watched. So, *Lady Sings the Blues*. Right. Which I've I keep. haven't seen.
1: I haven't seen this.
0: Right. Well, it's this is a biopic of Billie Jean King. Stars Diana Ross. It's not
1: Billie Jean King. It's Billie Holiday.
0: <laughs> okay, that's obvious. <laughs> Quite different. Mm. (laughs) Not accusing Billie Jean King of uh, taking drugs at all. No. Yeah, yeah, sorry.
1: She she had a wonderful voice, Billie Jean. (laughs) And she's she's also not my lover.
0: Okay, um, so the last bit of news we have is Jerry Conlon, Mm. who was the subject of the film In the Name of the Father, has Mm -hmm. died aged 60 this
2: week.
0: Not that old. Not that old. He died of cancer. Ah, And um, so we're just going to talk a little bit about In the Name of the Father Mm. and similar films. Miscarriages
1: of Justice.
0: Indeed. Or Um, just films about British bastards. That's not Jennifer Lawrence's Oscar either. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: thought you were going to say Jennifer Lopez's new romantic comedy.
0: (laughs) I gladly uh, take Jennifer Lopez's new romantic comedy called her. "Miscarriages
1: of Justice." As long as it wasn't about a woman in a family planning centre, very, very distasteful.
0: Oh. <laughs> After Tiller Two, and she
1: and her and her character is called Justice.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> and the jaw right rant of the week.
1: What don't you understand?
0: This was written. I don't understand how a woman could write this film. Mm. This is Barbara Curry, and it's more like Edwina Curry, because the gender politics <laughs> is like proper fifties housewife, because they've got like a wife who's separated through um, through no fault of her own, mm. and yet she's punished for wanting to sleep with this perfectly fit young guy next door who's legal. He's nineteen. You know, why shouldn't she sleep with him? Yeah. And it's got this un- underlying. We haven't even talked
1: about Adam Johnson.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> mind you,
1: mind, well, <laughs> we're not going to go there.
0: <laughs> what a difference a year, makes. And... The film just has this underlying reactionary message that women should forgive indiscretions that men have made because the husband cheats with the secretary. Um, they should forgive that if, still, if the guy's willing to atone for it because it's like he kind of is and he comes around for dinner and he's sorry and all that. When at the same time, why shouldn't she go looking for satisfaction elsewhere? Mm. So it's got this preachy little marriage is everything message.
1: So do is- they actually have the scene of j Lo setting up her Tinder account? <laughs> I would pay no, to see that. If that, that seen in okay. the film, I would. Even if I watched it online, I'd, pay, I'd, I'd go to Cineworld and hand over the cash.
0: it'd Be like uh, Secret Life of Walter Mitty.
1: Interests.
0: Yeah, what would it? Be? Actually, she plays a teacher in this, photography teacher. So photography will be on there.
1: Photography.
0: Um. <laughs> oh, um what? What else? <laughs> Miraculous.
1: Would, would she be able to get her surname is from the block in
0: <laughs> Ta- tagline love don't cost a thing <laughs> D- oh <my> God. <laughs> you'd you click that <laughs> Naomi Christie who plays the translator has quite a big role like his third build role And it's her debut, and she's really good. I was going to say, I
2: don't
0: know the name. Yeah. I think she's from Leeds.
1: I was going to say, did I play in an orchestra with her?
0: (laughs) Well, she was from Leeds. She might have gone to uni with her, for (laughs) all we know. Oh, God. (laughs) Imagine. I'm going to start
1: giving um, anecdotes about um, going to Heaven and Hell rather than in Leeds. (laughs) Heaven and Hell? That was one of the clubs, yeah. We had three three stories. Uh, Hell, down the bottom, played uh, dance. Burgatory played sort of like R&B. And then hell, uh, heaven was cheese. To go there okay. win- Wednesday nights, it was a um, pan, pan pint. Nice. Or as I, or as, Actually, or as I partook, it was a pound per bottle of Iron Brew Wicked.
0: Were he- you always in the cheese? Um,
1: I, 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 I fluttered. I, I would flutter. I was a flutterer you got to remember, <laughs> the R&B, this is like um, yeah. early 2000s, so it was more like Artful Dodger, uh, Craig David sort of thing, so it wasn't too bad.
0: Okay. I quite like R&B now, so I'd probably be in the R&B room. Yeah. You went to the cheese at the end, but then this is what, well, this is my
1: problem, and I just wouldn't stay on the dance floor when the s of 7 or uh, the Grease Mix came on. <laughs> I'd just walk off, and then write, no, I'll go back on in a minute when this is over, but I'll not stay on my dance Oh
0: my God, do you remember Reach? That was that what they used, used to, to, to play it all the, the time. Who used to so- do the actions? Do you remember? <laughs> there was a bar in Leeds, um,
1: apartment remember the name but, uh, but they used to end every night with the AT.
0: So I wanted to mention last week, Lilting went down an absolute storm on Twitter. Really? <laughs> the Lilting review. Um, quick apology to Naomi Christie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, this is my question because I was
0: going to watch the film just
1: purely so I could abuse you. on it. Does she actually have a Manchester accent in the film?
0: I'm, I'm assuming that it is her real accent. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that far away, is it?
1: No, but the thing is, don't you realise that um, man, the, uh, apparently um, my one of my mates at university had this thing because we didn't like the city that we lived in, which was Leeds, And he used to say, Dirty Leeds, Dirty Leeds, all the time. And he went to try and actually buy DirtyLeeds.com, but apparently, uh, back then, I'm not sure if it still is now, that was actually taken because it was the um, official website of the uh, Manchester United Supporters Association.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think they've actually reclaimed it, like Leeds, I think they, they use it like Manchester United use, you know, derogatory terms towards them.
1: Right, so I thought you were going to say that Leeds, are like, like the lead, <laughs> the waste disp- waste disposals, Leeds bought bought the bought the website.
0: <laughs> anyway, Naomi Christie's not from Leeds, despite <laughs> the fact that we went, then went under digression about so so Leeds basically, nightlife.
1: because the reason that happened was because. Um, it turns out that I uh, used to play in an orchestra with Felicity Jones when I was younger and I've completely forgotten this so um, it, it appears that I may not have actually uh, uh, groped um, uh, this girl in the nightclub in Leeds when I was at the university there.
0: I'd wager not. <laughs> um, but but she did um, we did get retweets from the director. Um, oh really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and I think favourited by Naomi and... <laughs> the uh, film <laughs> well she must have listened to it um yeah and the film it's official twitter retweeted so so basically you know. so we're gonna have
1: to name a, a segment after every time uh, Kat, uh, one of us gets a fact <laughs> stick spectacularly wrong it's gonna be um what was the surname naomi
0: <laughs> a naomi Klanger, christy Klanger. <laughs> christy Klanger.
1: oh my god
0: I s- looked this up when you mentioned it and I saw that it was directed by the guy who did The Hottie and the Naughty. It's not. <laughs> it is.
1: No, not when I saw. It's not on um, IMDb when I looked. Because it's, it's by two people.
0: Yeah, one of them did The Hottie and the Naughty. Really? Oh, yes. I'd look at them both. <laughs> which was the Paris Hilton um, romantic comedy, which was pretty dire. I
1: sort of point out that IMDb, unless they got their names taken off The Hottie and the Naughty. Mm-hmm. IMDB doesn't say that either of the guys who directed it, the pack 2 directed that. So it might be a false What decision.
0: about wrote It,
1: oh, it could be wrote, Um, Well, not the second guy.
0: Dallas. We're talking about Dallas. No.
1: Doesn't say anything.
0: Known might... for the hottie and the naughty.
1: Art department. On-set dresser.
0: Oh, is that what he was? <laughs> yeah.
1: So a false conception from Cal.
0: Okay, false conception, but at the same time... He was involved. And he, <laughs> you know, it's like they got the costume guy right from the Hottie and the naughty to direct the film. <laughs> it's not exactly encouraging, is it?
1: No. And so but when it gets to the party of the Red Sea, I did really like how they do it. It's not a question of Charlton Heston shoving her staff in the ground and saying <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although that had
1: its moments. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 far less climactic than that in many ways. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I did like how they literally did it. But it's just all very underwhelming, and, it, and it, it, it is better than Noah. I mean, if you're comparing it to another biblical epic from this year, it is better than Noah because it is more even. Even though it doesn't tie everything together, it's not as um, schizophrenic with the sort of like cutbacks to the Garden of Eden and the sort of like, doesn't know if it wants to be an action film or a um, or an art spiritual, article. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's um, it's solid, solidly acted across the board. I don't think that I can't think of a, apart from Mendelssohn's the closest to it. I can't think of a bad performance in there. But um, I don't know. It's just all um, you do really wonder what I mean. The script's been reworked over a couple of times. Steve Zaley and had a go at it, going back to Schindler's List, and um, now at of Cows being I mean Turner and hooch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: What can I say? <laughs> That's
1: fine. Either that or you've got or your that is your um, text textile and you're really, really popular at the moment.
0: <laughs> if only.
1: <laughs> who let the dogs out?
0: <laughs> we could end on that. We're
1: ending on who let the dogs out. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I've no idea where I was and I don't even think I need to go on anymore, do I?
0: It's better than Noah, so does that mean you're giving it a seven?
1: Six. It's decent overall. It's decent, but it just I do wonder why it exists. Kind of.
0: Okay. Right. I, so tell me about unbroken. Let me just pause and yep. get rid of this dog.
1: Chew <laughs> <laughs> <killing> the shotgun. <laughs> if you didn't quite catch that, Cal was just telling them to. Can you shut the bloody dog up? Bright days ahead is about a sixty-year-old slapper played by <laughs> Fanny Ardol.
0: Yeah, let's just get out of the way, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Who is looking so denervely? Can I just point that yeah, out yeah, with yeah. the blondness? It is quite alarming. Mm-hmm. To, to the point that, for most of the film, I was thinking that they, they just probably couldn't get and yeah, decided to get like Aldon.
0: Yeah, a poor, poor man's Denerv. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and uh, so basically, she's a retired dentist. Her hubs is still out there uh, earning the bread, while she's going out to uh, going out to a, a local like senile uh, dementia club, which amazingly isn't um, the um, Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so, so, so in between all the free DVDs and the, 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 the varieties that come through the door shopping the FICs, she's learning how to um, uh, make pottery and um, uh, use a computer and write uh, her, her tutor senseless. <laughs> Smoke a bowl and light to her husband. It's wonderful. So well, she they are brighter so so right days ahead. Yeah, so she goes on a, a lovely arc of um, of, just stop of, that. Of, of, a lovely arc of wine to drugs to munchies.
0: I feel like we're really taking the piss this week, but it's. I feel like I've, I feel like I've caught some kind of STI by watching this. Yeah, the, the relationship politics are so icky here. Like uh. it's not. Oh.
1: It's. So, Eastern boys.
0: Yeah, um, Eastern boys. Those boys are Eastern. Um,
1: How Eastern? Are we talking Polish? Are we talking. We're talking. Actually, let's not talk Polish. Are we talking Czech?
0: We're (laughs) We're talking the USSR before it. um, Well, after its capitulation.
1: We're ending on back in the USSR, by the way.
0: (laughs) from Sigourney Weaver and Heartbreakers
1: well, I think so how would they get away with some of the lines in that song what is it it's like Sh- show me round your snow-peaked mountains way down south take me to your daddy's farm what was McCartney on when he wrote that
0: and who thinks that that's like a, a turn on
1: well? <laughs> take me to your daddy's farm <laughs> <laughs>
0: podcast style. <laughs> <laughs> oh god right Eastern Boys <laughs> it's about a guy called Daniel um, who is in his 40s lives in Paris he's walking this around this is so Ugly Paris. Betty too <laughs> <laughs> oh well, now you've admitted that you watched Ugly Betty
1: I watched I watched the first series <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, Now, this guy is um, less, well, less good looking. (laughs) Um, He's walking around a Paris train station. He starts talking to one of the young immigrants who apparently loiter around there from Eastern Europe, soliciting. Allegedly. Yeah. I would say the guy is 16 to 18. The way that they go about things in the rest of the film makes me think that he's at least legal. Right. Um, because they
1: don't make an issue
0: of it. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. So 16 to 18 would be my guess, but you can never tell. Mm. <laughs> um, so, basically, they the two of them arrange for the lad to go around the, uh, the guy's house the following night. Uh, fast forward to the following night, and when the guy opens the door, he sees a small 14-year-old kid Uh, Eastern European, who runs in and threatens to scream rape um, or, you know, or scream if he puts up a fight. He then lets all of his Eastern European gang in um, and they're like, you know, they range from, he's the youngest and they range up to like, I don't know, 1920. And then they proceed to basically have a party in the guy's house and rob him while he watches and can't really do much about it.
1: I I can't, if I could describe my face, then I would be, I don't know, I'd need like four volumes, like Marcel Proust, to describe my face right now. (laughs) What? That
0: is the snobbiest thing you've ever said on this podcast. (laughs) I need four volumes, like Marcel Proust. (laughs) To
1: describe my face right now.
0: Get a hold of yourself.
1: (laughs) It's like, eek. Eek is the... But I can do it in one word. That my face is like going eek right now.
0: <laughs> well, hold on. Um, <laughs>
1: is that, what, is that what, were those the words of uh, advice to him?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, there, there was a bit more instruction than that. Yeah. The fu- so basically they robbed the guy. Um, he wakes up in the morning, his, his TV's gone. He's a, he's a wealthy-ish guy, so he's not exactly entirely put out by it. Um, he could have got off worse. It's he, just a ball like Zoom. Asked, it's not at the end of the world. Well, people could have asked questions. I don't know if he's supposed to be out. I'm guessing he's supposed to be in the closet a little bit, at least. Oh, we all Does Well, <laughs> actually, it's funny, because <laughs> the guy looks exactly like Kevin Spacey. I thought you were going to say exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> 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 no oh
1: my god It looks like Kev Spacey
0: um no yeah look on uh, look on IMDB or look on Google Image and you'll see he look. He's, he's basically like a French Kevin Spacey that sounds like the worst thing Rabaudan ever Olivier Rabaudan he's called
1: I've heard of him I think I probably know him actually I, I've definitely what, personally yeah he's in my phone which got stolen <laughs> I'm <laughs> <on Clapham> common. <laughs> and we're there again.
0: So that was quite amusing that he looks so much like him. I'm assuming it's a complete accident, but who knows? Um, so basically the following day after he's been robbed, the lad who was actually supposed to come and meet him comes knocking on his door, offering his services again. He lets him in. Yeah, he's one two... of the two men. Yeah. And the two of them embark on a relationship. Right. Or an arrangement of sorts. Oh,
1: God. That's not a relationship. An, arra- <laughs> an arrangement is
0: not a relationship. Speaking from experience. <laughs> really. But, I mean... Well, it is a relationship. Well, but it's not... It's not a... It's not... A relationship in that sense. Yeah.
1: It's, it's not like you met the parents. It's like... God, no, I'm really not going <laughs> to... I'll tell you that one afterwards. <laughs> oh, it's like the is
0: on the door, the latches off the door come in. That
1: is, that is more accurate than you will ever know. I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so, The Giver is set in a utopian slash dystopian future society, uh, where, in a completely non-trite and never- or done way. It's based on a book that's really ancient, and probably all the other ones rip it off, but nobody cares because we've all seen these films and this is being made now, so it sucks to be you. Um, <laughs> way. Um, exactly. Uh, uh, society uh, is managing um, uh, through drugs and also through um, uh, birth, is managing uh, to. Because, because all. They're trying to get rid of war and uh, disease and all that sort of stuff. Uh, they're uh, being hyper-controlling of everything, to the point that they, even, once you get to a certain age, they control your, uh, even control what career you're going to do. Yeah, this is exactly the same as Divergent in that respect. The difference is in Divergent, you get to pick uh, what um, uh, uh, faction you went into, whereas in this, they just give you a job based on what they've observed from you over the years. Uh so we are dealing with a family and the family is uh, Alexander Sarsgaard and um, Katie Holmes, Holmes are, the, are the parents and they can't be the biological parents of, of these like kids who are like 18 or 20 or whatever <laughs> this lad <laughs> I mean Katie Holmes it's, it's he can he can but Katie Holmes can't be the mom <laughs> no not, not really she'd be like 13 or something like that well she can could Potentially, but whatever.
0: Oh. Well, she needs to work. Let's face it.
1: She does, it? and to be fair, it is actually nice to see her in something. Which is so not bad, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, the everybody, nobody can lie. Um, what are the other things? Nobody seems to really. The, the, there's no. It seems to be no real sexual desire or anything. Blah blah blah. blah. And so these uh, two guys and a girl, (laughs) we're back to Ryan Reynolds, (laughs) two guys and a girl, uh, best mates, and they're all about to get given their jobs. So um, Meryl Streep comes and gives them their jobs, uh, but she doesn't give this lad his job. Why isn't she giving him his job? And then she realises, oh yes, I'm actually giving him the biggest job ever. He's got to be the receiver, so that means that... He's got to be the lead in, of this film. In, in the least homosexual of ways, he's got to be the receiver, so Jeff Bridges has got to be the giver. <laughs> oh, my head is actually on the desk right now. My forehead is on the desk. Oh my god. And in the least homosexual of ways... <laughs> Oh my god, who'd have thought I'd get there with this? (laughs) He's the receiver of memory. Sorry, I forgot that part of it. (laughs) Oh my god, that sounds like a Oh no. Did
0: you um, notice Taylor Swift?
1: After the fact, I didn't know it was her, because I don't really know what she's like. And by the way, doesn't her new song absolutely blow chunks? Oh, I love it. Oh god, no. I have to deal with that every day. Do you? Do
0: you?
1: Uh, yeah, I really do.
0: Oh, I think it's fun.
1: I don't mind the older stuff because it's funny. It's like, you said you needed space? What? <laughs> it's actually quite amusing. <laughs> it's so funny the way she does it. So Every time I hear that, I, sort of, I do smile inside. But with this one, the sh- shake one, i just like, no, no I'm, I'm <clears> not digging <throat> it.
0: Okay. Well, she doesn't get much time in the film. Um, She gets like one scene.
1: She's such a—I never realised look as looks-wise. I didn't really know what she looked like. She's such a poor man's brunette, Caroline Wozniacki. (laughs) I mean, that is—that is is her.
0: I wouldn't go that far.
1: I would. Well, no, I I don't mind Caroline Wozniacki looks-wise, but me—I think she'd look better brunette. But
0: (laughs) (laughs) maybe Rory did too.
1: Yeah. Well, Rory just wanted to win stuff. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm on about my career, bitch. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's so hot. But the thing is, I like—I do like these di- sports digressions because he didn't do that much at the beginning. I do actually like the way Rory handled that when they asked him about how he suddenly won a couple of majors mm. after he broke up with her, and his reaction was, "Well, what else am I going to do? I haven't got anything else to do with my time now." So it yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like I'm free. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> no, although. He could have handled it better overall.
1: Well, oh the situation, obviously, yeah. <laughs> the invitation I
0: mean, situation.
1: Yeah. But at least but what I would say is at least he um uh he, at least he ended it before the wedding. <laughs> that would be my point if that was how, he was, how at it the was. The altar. Feeling. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Um So after we dissected the uh the Mackerel relationship on the podcast <laughs> this week, we talked about some films.
0: <laughs> you just never know. It could be anything. Um, I want to talk about the end, the last act of the film. It's that baby. <laughs> yes. It goes <laughs> through the mill. Dear God. I, <laughs> I, I had to laugh. It was... Hilarious.
1: When he's, he's when running the decoy babies. <laughs> you don't even see the baby. <laughs> the decoy cots.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like, where is where is Brian De Palma and some steps when you need them? <laughs> really? <laughs> if you can have an unoriginal idea at least homage something. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> So my parents. No, I don't care. I'm doing a digression now. My parents went to Venice last <laughs> week. Yeah, the week after the film festival. Well done, well done, peeps. And uh, we were having. They came back, so we are having a meal on Saturday night. The family, uh, my brother and his uh, little boy, and what have you. And I'm flicking through the iPad, and there's a picture of my dad. And I, I sent this to Irini straight away. <laughs> there's a picture of my dad in front of a Venetian um, a backdrop, which is obviously like the canals and what have you. And and the, there's sunlight behind my dad you can barely see my dad he's that poorly shot it's that backlit, and my mum just uh, looked at what I nosed over what I was looking at she said oh yes that's my homage to Michelle Pfeiffer and I thought Peter your work your work here is done (laughs) you you are that much of a film geek
0: (laughs) okay she wasn't serious that was a joke
1: I think, it I think she was semi-serious. Oh, really? Seen, I think she'd like seen the light coming off the water and thought, Roger, stand there.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, you, it's all about the effort.
1: Mm. <laughs> Sorry,
0: where but, were we? I'm so, so that baby, homage. my God. Yeah, the baby, so, yeah. By the way, we are calling so episode cut. the decoy tots. That was hilarious. <laughs> You could tell by the way he was clutching the top, though. He was so yeah. like... And I'm sorry, right? They're on top <laughs> of the plane. Well, they're on the bottom of the plane. And he's like... And this friend just, you know, he lets him go. And he's like, okay, I'll drop you into the sea from a great height with your little nephew or your little brother. Yeah. I mean, he's just like, see ya. It's like,
1: he said that he needed space <laughs> and he said, okay, fine.
0: There is no, no way. There is no
1: what? He's like, okay, fine.
0: <laughs> there is no way that kid would have survived that. And the...
1: Never it's... ever. <laughs> Him and the kid getting back together. So...
0: <laughs> oh, my oh my God. God.
1: <laughs> every, well, not every day. Most days I have to hear that song.
0: <laughs>
1: What's this? Oh, it's better than the one with Ed Sheeran.
0: That's true. Mm. Um, she's had some great ones. Love Story.
1: I don't, I couldn't tell you the titles.
0: I'm not singing them.
1: No. <laughs> We're not. Every week I'm trying to get you to sing off.
0: <laughs> the Hooker with the Heart. How many times has that been played out in a film? Elizabeth you know, Shue. <laughs> Melina McCurry. OMG. Yeah, it's like he's going on. He's on tour and he's got this song that's very sweet, Caroline-ish. Yeah. It's called "Hey, Baby Doll." It's like "Hey, Baby Doll."
1: No, um, it's it's very reminiscent of the uh, score for Fury last week. Actually, it's just I think it's just jarring for the sake of it's it. Like, yeah, you do that one. I'll do another one really close, and that'll that that really.
0: It's like crazy, stupid love.
1: Because this is really good, Chinese inflected cover of a gorilla's song when they first go to China. It's really cool. Was it Clint Eastwood? That one. It's not Clint Eastwood. The other
0: one? Oh, Feel Good Ink. No, no
1: it's not feel film- good. You know what I mean.
0: There's a lot been happening mm. this week. This podcast is late. And there is yeah. a reason. There is a reason why this podcast is late. Oh you know what? <laughs> and... Now, I have to reveal that 50 minutes into the film, something happened. Right. This is what happened. Take it away, Gloria. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this week, it's the week of gay heroes. So, a, a hero of the gays has a message for you. God. Oh my
1: God. Where do you get the time to do this? That's what I want to know. Who is this, Diana Ross?
0: Of course it's Diana Ross.
1: I've never heard that song before in my life.
0: Me neither, but it's great.
1: <laughs> you were searching through Spotify for the word house. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, finally, people who are just listening to podcasts Peter's yes. finally um, got the keys to his house that he's been bleating on about for months. Okay, okay. do you have a jam? Um, no. Is your jam? Oh my <laughs> god!
1: You know what? I did used to listen to that when I was a
0: kid. Is your that. jam?
1: Oh <laughs> the sun doesn't rise. In <laughs> How many house songs have we got? Are we guess gonna play some house music now? Just get, get some. Um. Just hold on, going home.
2: Just hold on, going
1: home. Oh my god. No, I thought you were actually gonna play some daft punk then just for the deep house.
0: <laughs> I could have played Lego House by Ed Sheeran. Oh
1: my god, Sheeran, please god no.
0: All right, so um, Palo Alto, mm. as written by James Franco, or oh, the short stories of James Franco, which
1: which are up I'm there with really... Hans Christian Andersen, apparently, because he was really good looking too.
0: <laughs> 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 oh God! Okay, so the film is about a virgin called April, who's played I've, by Emma I've, Roberts. I've
1: just rolled my eyes once. Okay, we'll have eye check.
0: Ding. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Have you got something you can like strike in there? Uh,
1: got my iPhone. Maybe I can get a sound going up. Okay, I'll go to the. I'll, I'll run to. The, oh, the message, Tom. Yeah, I'll, message I'll go to the tone. settings and w- w- what am I looking for here? I want the um, the sounds. Okay. <laughs>
0: Text tone. <laughs> okay.
1: So
0: let's have a test. No, 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 no. Just the ting. Do the it, ting. Uh,
1: what's the what's the ting? What is it? Um, it's the default. The default, default one. There we go. Yeah, there we go.
0: Okay. Right. <laughs> All right. So this is a film about a virgin who's sorry. It just, a- just, 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 there we go. Who's called April, who's played by Emma Roberts. She's torn between an illicit flirtation with her soccer coach, who's James Franco, who she babysits for. Babysits. <laughs> <laughs> And she's also got an unrequited crush on this sweet, unassuming stoner boy called Teddy.
1: Stoner. That's Franco Channeling. Um,
0: um. Called Teddy, who's played by Val Kilmer's real-life son, uh. Jack. Um, there are also other characters. There's a class slut. Um, there's a school bad boy. <laughs> and you get the picture. Yeah. <laughs> So what was that, six?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Okay. You can keep doing this throughout the review if you want. Yeah. But <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh my
0: god. It's <laughs> it's a train into Teensville. It is. It the I hope all these order- all this audio comes out all right. Yeah, it's not good. We're gonna have to cut everything. Yeah. Okay, the Olsen Factor. Right.
1: Yes, the Olson Factor.
0: Well, we've got a couple of uh, maybe's yeah. here, actually, haven't yeah. we? <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. What's this bloom?
1: <laughs> oh, that's quite good. <laughs> right. So, okay, that is gonna be the sound for yes, and the sound for no is gonna be. Um, no. No, that's... No, it's still to a beat. What the frick is this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's Vivaldi's last stand.
1: Okay, that... that's a no. So, Switch no. is going to be a no. And, what did I say? Bell? Bloom? Yeah, okay, that's going to be a yes. Okay. okay, right. So, first film, Annabelle. Uh, what... Annabelle, what was her surname? I can't remember.
0: Wallace.
1: Annabelle Wallace... Is, dun, dun, dun. No, thank you. She's fine, though. That's
0: vicious, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it
1: really is. It really is. She's the only real person in the film, in terms of what we're talking about here, in comparison with. Alfra? In comparison with Lizzie Olsen in, um. <laughs> Alfra. Yeah, double swoosh. In comparison with Miss Olson, <laughs> The judge, um, Vera Farmiga has rarely looked better but sadly her daughter but we love her yeah we do her daughter is very nice but and um, who else have we got now um, we're moving on to the maze Kaya. Kaya is say do yeah say do I think Kaya is one of those women who, I think, if we... I'm sh- pretty sure when we did Now Is Good, she would have been a yes in comparison with Watson. I think she's just one of these women who falls exactly halfway between Watson and uh, Lizzie Olsen.
0: Yeah, but on a dare could possibly... Don't get me wrong, I I, I, I,
1: I I In theory, the black hair should work for me.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Newsflash. slash <laughs> <laughs>
0: I feel like I should have sounds for um, Isaac Range now. It's so it's one. Wait, yeah. Okay,
1: that horn is going to be the, the horn sound is going to be your yes.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I know um, exactly. Can we get s- descent? Yeah, oh, that's uh, that's a great I Should no, used that.
1: A okay, we horn and descent. Okay, go on the go on the Isaac Range.
0: Well, how are you going to know? Because I know. Are you I'm just, just going to say after I say? Yeah. It? yeah. Annabelle, the husband. Mm -hmm. um, Little too fresh-faced and boring. um, There's nobody else in the film apart from the priest, I think. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Palo Alto. James Fragosa. James Fragosa, yes. Do another one, just like that. <laughs> Falcom's son is probably too young and is um, not quite a yes yet, but very, a very alluring presence. He's on the way. Very...
1: <laughs> <laughs> Next station. <laughs>
0: Uh, All Wolfson. aboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And a- um Nat Nat Wolf's a no. Okay. Um the Maze Runner. Mm-hmm. We have the main guy, Dylan O'Brien, a no. Will Poulter is and probably always will be a no. Yeah. Um and everyone else is being seduced either mm. because they're too young or because they're too dishevelled. Mm. for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have a website. It's moviepodcast <laughs> If you weren't offended by the audio on this podcast, you can um, download our previous episodes. And um, you can check us out on Facebook in the Move for Podcast. We're on Twitter at Move for Podcast. You can see what's coming in October. And you can um, look at what we graded every film in this podcast and every other episode Mm. ever. Mm. Um, Next week we have... <laughs> oh, <wrong audio. laughs> I knew that was gonna happen. Just classic. Absolutely love that. Did, did
1: you, this has already got a minimum of a B minus.
0: <laughs> it really has. <laughs> Bella
1: Thorne is young. She is young, Cal. She's
0: like a young Jessica Chastain.
1: She is very much, she's like Prettier a pretty Jessica Chastain. Exa- that is exactly what she is.
0: She's not that young.
1: Uh, Yes, she is, Cal. She's like 17. Is she? Yes. Okay,
0: that's. No, we need to introduce a new segment for that. Then. How is she only 17? I thought she was like 24.
1: Because she was born in October 1997.
0: Oh my god.
1: But, can, can I just... No, you can, no, no. No, 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 what I was going to say is...
0: <laughs> if you actually look this up, I love that you look this up.
1: I'm looking at it right now. In,
0: uh, yeah, so we have Kingsman the Secret Service. With my neighbour. <laughs>
1: Goodness. The king.
0: In a slightly more dynamic role than the king's speech. Um, <laughs> and some potential for the uh, protege <laughs> on the cage.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> oh dear. That, that's the most. Um, Let's laissez, say do Blue is the warmest colour moment of the podcast.
0: <laughs> what? Isn't he young? <laughs> Actually, yeah, uh, I, I might, I might want to check that out. <laughs> I might have to cut that out. Young heart. Young heart. Heart, heart, heart. All right, um, next we have Life Itself. Um,
1: I we- suspect that the more you know about Japan and movies, the less you will enjoy Memoirs of a Much of what I know about Japan I've learned from Japanese movies, and on that basis, I know that this is not a movie about actual geishas, but depends on the romanticism of female subjection. The heroines here look so very beautiful and the world is so visually enchanting as they live trapped in sexual slavery. I know a geisha is not technically a prostitute. Here is a useful rule. Anyone who is, in inverted commas, not technically a prostitute, in inverted commas, is a prostitute. As dear old Henry Togner, proprietor of the Erie mansion in London, used to cackle while describing to me his friend, the Duchess of Duke Street, sex for cash, my dear, that's my definition. Is the transaction elevated if there is very little sex, a lot of cash, and the prostitute gets hardly any of either, it's hard to say. Certainly to the traditions of the geisha house are culturally fascinating in their own right. But if this movie had been set in the West, it would be as about children sold into prostitution, and that is not nearly as wonderful as quote, being raised as a geisha. Unquote. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven paragraphs. He spent over a quarter of the, his review of Memoirs of a Geisha debating whether geishas are prostitutes or not. <laughs> How the yeah, hell can that's... anyone take this man seriously? Oh come on, as a that's film brilliant! Reviewer?
0: That is hilarious. That is brilliant. I love it.
1: Sorry, tell me about life. What, just
0: what was it, my dear old friend Henry Togner.
1: Togner. Oh Jesus. Henners. Oh Henners. I don't know when Portugeeberg became English.
0: <laughs> that's oh, awesome! Okay. God,
1: I need another beer. <laughs>
0: Okay, so we have a website. It's moveforpodcast.com Download on us on
1: iTunes, bitches. Download
0: us on iTunes. It's the way. Twitter and Move Facebook, in the Move Podcasts, Stitcher, Casts, etc. Next week,
1: yeah. Ask us a question. I mean, fucking hell, seriously. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, Cal, Cal's
1: been saying it for two years, but I mean, I mean, really?
0: We got one like. Ibby, about six weeks ago. That says,
1: that says it all. That says it all. Okay.
0: Um, but first, Ibby has um, used the submit a question feature.
1: <gasps> Someone's used it, now.
0: Albeit not for a question. He's had a bit of a rant at you. Really?
1: Me? What, what have I done there?
0: Well, it could concerns... say.
1: Slag- what have I slagged off? i we rephrase. What have I slagged well, off that Ibby likes?
0: <laughs> it could say, last, last uh, episode, where we talked mm. about Cinderella. I'm going to read the rant to you. The question. The question. Yeah.
1: Yes, because it's a bit of a question. Yeah. We should have a submit a rant one. We get so many more of those.
0: We could just reiterate that this can be used for rants as well. It's just yeah. it's sort of like a points of view. You
1: yeah.
0: Know? Anyway, so Ibby says...
1: Shepherd, you twat. <laughs> <laughs> or is that just the subtext? <laughs>
0: yeah, that's the subtext. Yeah. This is less of a question and more like one of those angry letters you write to newspapers when you're too old to be above this kind of thing. Oh dear. So I do understand if you don't read it out. No. We oh did. God,
1: this is that bad, bad.
0: We're going to read this out because we never get anything anyway. So we may can, well...
1: I just, can I just point out that I do I have no idea what the contents of this are. He's literally uh, Shanghaing me with this.
0: I think you'd be quite surprised. Yeah. Um... I've been with you guys for 141 episodes. Have we lost him? I think he deserves an Oscar for that or something else. Mm. Um, That's almost three years. Mm. It is, shockingly. And never in my life (laughs) (laughs) have I been as disgusted Disgusted. as I was last week. What did I give one star? When I heard heard Pete refer to himself as more, (laughs) more of an Atwood person. He makes a spitting action at this point. Yeah. Then a goddess Sandy one. Sounds like someone has entered their Henry Togner, proprietor of the Erie Mansion in London phase.
1: What was that quote again? What was that about? Sorry. I don't remember this one. What was the quote?
0: You you refer to a... yourselves as more... You refer to yourself as more of an Atwood person than a Sandy Powell person.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I remember that line, yeah.
0: And then after that, he submitted another rant... Yeah, sort of backwards rant on himself mm. saying having said that Her Majesty's work referring to Sandy Powell did Who? seem <laughs> 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 sh- sh drive away the only list that we have um, Her Majesty's work did seem to be kind of distinctly Atwood-esque spits again in this movie all very costumey not very clothesy mm so that's his two cents okay, slash ten I, cents slash fifty cents.
1: Can I just then ensure that Ibby never listens to another episode again?
0: <laughs>
1: but by saying that I think um, Alice in Wonderland is probably the best costume design of the decade so far.
0: Whoa, of the I decks. Think it,
1: I think it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, the film is, is pretty much a disgrace. <laughs> in, in, in retrospect, and that is the film that killed three D for me. I've never seen a fr- film in three D since.
0: Next bit of news we have is Harvey Weinstein, who we have. God bless him. God.
1: Is is he ever going to do like a film version of The Apprentice?
0: He should be like um, reprise the Jack Nicholson role in Witches of Eastwick. I think that would be appropriate.
1: <laughs> Bra- <laughs>
0: I'm surprised he hasn't been in anything before. It seems appropriate,
1: well, like Sydney Pollack-style uh, cameos.
0: Was, yeah, yeah, like shagging a hooker on a pool table, that kind of thing.
1: That's just the usual Friday
0: down at the ranch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even face-palming now. My my, my forehead is on my knee. <laughs>
0: And when you've got Sigourney Weaver in exactly the same role as Avatar, no. apart from not as likeable. Because mm. in Avatar, she is the villain, but then she turns into not the villain, mm. if I remember rightly.
1: Um, she's the boss, yeah.
0: Yeah. In this, she is the villain, uh, well, along with you. But...
1: What is it with these female villains? Is Elysium was Jodie Foster, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, and she was terrible in that.
1: Awful my um, as bad as she was in inside man
0: yes, oh my god I've forgotten about that what was she doing in inside Man?
1: saying the c word rather unconvincingly
0: which is ironic <laughs> uh.
1: oh my god <sighs>
0: I am now, if I, if, if I, I said
1: that, you'd be, you'd be cutting that out.
0: <laughs> I am Ricky Gervais, at the Golden Globes. Yeah.
2: Um, okay, then there's Manglehorn, the David Gordon Green, which you love.
0: People, I heard people raving quite a lot about Al Pacino.
2: Yeah, and... yeah. He was very, very good in this one, especially because it played uh, back-to-back with The Humbling, the Barry Levinson movie where he co-stars with Greta Gerwig. And I thought he was awful in The Humbling. Oh, gosh. Uh, okay. I, I, re- I really, really did not like him in that. He plays a pompous stage actor, and it goes way, way off for me. Uh, so, Mungle Homer was right after that, and he's much more um, charming. And, you know, it's a much simpler... Why does he,
1: does he do a tango on a dance floor when he's not looking? <laughs>
2: no he does not but he has a cat which he loves very much and it's adorable <laughs> oh, can't it's it? Harry
0: and Tonto it's
1: revenge for the loss
0: <laughs> that is hilarious if that is actually just taking the piss out of our cat I mean Harry and Tonto <laughs> is the
1: cat on a lead
0: <laughs>
2: the cat in, on what?
1: on a lead like you know, have a dog on a lead
2: um no no, no. it's not no damn oh or maybe it is I you know what It it's may not be. normal if it is <laughs> you know but it, nothing is normal in that movie
1: all right so uh, that concludes uh, in a movie podcast because uh, Irini's just used all the memory in the history of the uh, internet